Speeding and the sound is speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, November 21st, 2022. And on today's episode, we got, I had a great weekend of shows. And, um, you know, shit just, shit, just motherfucking shit be popping. Shit be popping. Stopping and locking. And you know, I ain't dropping my balls in my flow. And you know, I'm gonna go psycho when I come to the motherfucking high low. Big Drew on the motherfucking mic. Take two steps and you know he's a... Okay, anyways, hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, November 21st, 2022. Did you pull out your winter jacket this weekend? Did you go down into the storage and did you pull out your big old Tupperware bin and dust off your mittens and your toque and maybe get your get your snow pants ready to go? Did you clip off the old... The old lift tickets from the season last year, and now you maybe left a little treat in your pocket for yourself. You know, every year I like to leave a little $20 in my pocket, and then I find it in my coat jacket when I when I pull it out for the next season, and I say, oh, it's a little early Christmas present to myself. Hi, how are you? Uh, what's going on? Let's, uh, how are you? I hope you're having a good week. I know uh, I'm having a good week. Uh, absolutely fucking crushing it right now. <laughs> so let's start off the show with a little bit of a. Uh, we're back on the strat today. How was my motherfucking weekend? Okay. How was my motherfucking weekend? How was your weekend? Uh, I hope you had a good weekend. We're coming in. To one one fucking month away from Christmas. Holy fucking shit. You know, the holidays, they just fucking sneak up real fast on you. I hope you had a good weekend. I had a good weekend. Uh, if you are a new listener, hi. I had a bunch of people uh, inquire about my podcast uh, on my shows this weekend. So thank you. And if you are a new person, welcome. Hi. Well, h- hello. How are you? Thank you for coming. Thanks. Stay. It's fuck crack a beer. Fucking stay a while. I, uh, I had a good weekend. I was, uh, so on Friday night, I was up at, uh, down. I was down in St. Catharines at Showtime Comedy Club, which is my absolute, one of my favorite comedy clubs, um, in, uh, in the country, man. They just fucking, it's a classic perfect it's like a perfect fucking room for comedy it's a big rectangle and then they put you on the long side of the rectangle so the stage is on the long side of the rectangle and then everyone's there and you got a huge sight lines and there's like a little fucking perv row that like surrounds the whole front of the stage um so you kind of have like a little like barrier you're kind of tucked in and it's really nice and everyone was so jacked it was a hockey fundraiser for a uh, a girls U eleven hockey team, which I didn't even know that until uh, until like halfway through the show, and I made a joke about like none of your fucking kids are going to the NHL, <laughs> and someone's like, "There's a fucking girls team." I was like, "Oh, I fucking never had a shot in the first place." Um, so I had a really really good show. There was a there was a bunch of. Uh, Bunch of old whippersnappers. I was like the youngest guy on the show. I was the headliner. Um, and like everyone else on the show was at least like a decade older than me. But that's fine. You know, I've been in stand-up for a long fucking time. And uh, my stand-up age is a lot older than my actual age, you know. So it was good. Every, the host did a good job. Uh, fucking Liam, Liam Kelly went up and he does this kind of like 
you know, this like 80s style of comedy of like, you know, what do you do, buddy? You fucking and just like got all these like jokes to like rip on guys for no reason, <laughs> which I was like having fun listening to that. I'm like, buddy, I haven't heard somebody do stand up like this in a fuck of a long time. Uh, just like that funny, that classic, like, like, you know, it seems like he should have been wearing a blazer when he was up there and he was just like ripping on guys and he had these like jokes. Like you could tell that he tell, like he just picks a guy out and does that joke on him. Uh, so he went up and he did a good job. And then there was a couple other guys that were on the show, some guys I'd met before and some guys that, uh, you know, maybe I had not met before, but I think I had like seen him or heard him or whatever. And everyone did a great job. And I went up on stage and I was just kind of feeling it loosey goosey. Um, you know, kind of checked in and there was, <laughs> there was two really, really drunk women in the front row. Like one of them was like super fucking drunk and she was sitting like at a table, like, like at an opposite table than her husband. Like she was sitting at one table and her husband was like over at another table. And, uh, it was so funny cause he was fucking wasted too. So they were like, just both like mom and dad were out and they were getting fucking drunk. And, uh, and I don't know, she was, I talk about this all the time, but she was one of those ladies that like felt that the comedy show was to her. I was doing a personal comedy show to her and she was somehow able to block out the rest of the 120 other people in the room and, uh, decide that when, Ever she felt like it, she was going to comment on whatever I had to say. Or if I were perchance to take a brief pause to build tension, um, you know, as is standard in the art form of stand-up comedy, uh, that she felt the need to Im immediately, she took that pause as an invitation to for her turn to talk now. So... I was like, I had my clipboard on stage. I'm doing this new thing where I, I put, <laughs> I bring a clipboard on stage and I don't know why, like sometimes it works really good. Uh, but I was just like, you know what? You're on the fucking list. And then, so she had her drunk friend right next to her. So there's essentially like two drunk ladies, like right in the fucking front row. And one of them was like yapping and talking and one of them and the other one was talking to me. And then I fucking, there was like blonde hair and brown hair one. And then I fucking, I put brown hair one on notice. I was like, you're on the fucking list. So I picked up my clipboard and I was like, I fucking wrote her name down. I was like, and then every time she she piped up i was like that's a fuck another strike for you and then i and then she was acting nice so i started like taking uh strikes away from her so the lady uh the, the drunk ladies i didn't really like I don't know. I didn't really like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I own this heckler or anything like that. But I was like, I was, she was like really chirping up. And I was like, all I had to say was like, man, I hope your fucking kid is more well behaved at school than you are at a comedy show. <laughs> and then, oh, that was what happened was because I was just kind of doing my thing where I profile the audience and I cast my judgments upon them. And on stage, right, there was these two ladies. And they looked, you know, in their like whatever late forties, early fifties, and they had like they had like nice clothes on, and and they just looked like book club ladies. Like they looked like I was like, you guys look like you have a book club. And then they everyone laughed because they did look like they have a book club. And uh, like picture a lady in your head that has a book club, and that's what these ladies look like. And then so I'm like ripping on that, and then she's like, you need, hey, hey, you need to apologize. You need to apologize. And I was like, what? Like right in the middle of this interaction. And I was like, what? I don't apologize. What? what do you mean apologize? And she's like, I'm saying they look like that. So I looked at the ladies and because they were laughing. And I was like, do you guys, do I need to apologize to you? And they're like, no, like, this is funny. We do look like book club ladies. Like I, one of them probably wasn't a book club. So I, just, you know, I was like, so then instantly I flipped on her. I was like, I, see, they don't, I don't, you need to fucking apologize for interrupting my show. How about that? How about you want to apologize? You're interrupting a fucking stand up comedy show. How about you apologize to me? And then I flipped it on her, and then that's when everyone got put on notice. And uh, it was really good. The clipboard's really good. 
Because then you can do like, it's a different way. It's like a different way in on crowd work. So there was this bald guy on stage left and he just was like a Jeff Bezos looking motherfucker. So then I took the clipboard and I was just like, I was like, I went up to him like, how many drinks have you had this evening, sir? I was like, hmm, okay. And then he was like laughing about it. I was like, you know what? You're on the good list. <laughs> and then I just, I was like, Jeff Bezos. So instead of just calling him Jeff Bezos, so like it's like a cool little side around inside ball here. But it's like a cool little sideway around to do your little crowd work uh, without because instantly I clocked this guy like right when I got on stage. I'm like, look at this Jeff Bezos looking motherfucker, which you can go up and say that. But if you have the clipboard and you go, you're a good guy. And then you a nice list, Jeff Bezos. And you're like looking down and then everyone I'm not even looking at him or the audience. And then everyone looks over at him. And then I could just hear the like one second delay of me saying Jeff Bezos and the audience looking at this Jeff Bezos looking motherfucker. And they're like, oh, uh, so yeah, so Showtime was really fucking good. Always love being at that club. I will be back there in January and I want to record an album. I, uh, I was going to bring some mics cause man, every, it's just so hot. Like there's so, the club is so hot. Like everyone is just there to laugh. They know what the business is. A lot of the people there are repeat customers. It's the only game in town. Like, you know, and if you're in St. Catharines, that's the fucking comedy club. And everyone is like, they're like trained as an audience, how to be a good audience. Like they know what it means to be in a stand-up comedy audience. Um, so it was really, really good. And then on, uh, Saturday, I was at the Legion in Caledonia, which honestly, there is no better place to be. Well, there's obviously better places to be, but if <laughs> there's obviously a fuck ton of a lot better places to be than the Legion in Caledonia. But if you are going to be a Canadian road comic uh, with no ambitions of anything beyond that, then a Saturday, small town Saturday night is a fucking, that's great. Like it's a great it's just awesome. And the Legion, it was sold out. And Hillis and Ronan, uh, they fucking do, they got a great email list. They don't have too many people out there, but they they pair up with a bunch of weed dispensaries and and they do shows like, you know, with the dispensary people. And those guys got a fucking infinite amount of money, essentially. So they don't give a fuck. So they did like a cannabis comedy festival at the Caledon Legion. And it was so funny because at the Legion, there's a sign that says no profanity allowed. And there was a bunch of comics before me. I got there fucking too early, but there was a massive snowstorm. So I wanted to make sure I got there. And I was like driving into that. I was like literally like doing the opposite. I was like driving into the fucking snowstorm. Um, but there was like a fuck ton of comics before me. I don't know. I just want to say at least like seven comics, which is like, you know, like. Those guys run good shows, but it's like, bro, just fucking book, like book me and I'll bring an opener and you two fucking guys can do the show and, and that's fine. And let's split up the cash between us instead of giving this guy, that guy, 50 bucks here, 50 bucks there. It's like, just fucking give me the cash, bro. I got the time. Don't worry about it. Everyone's going to have a good show. We don't need all these fucking moving parts, right? We don't need a fucking 10 person comedy show at the Legion. But it was still so good. And Ryan Sim, the host, he did a great job. I think I'd met him once or twice, but he was a funny guy. Um, not the type of comedian that I thought he was going to be. Like when I met him, I'm like, oh, this guy's just like a slovenly. <laughs> That's disrespectful. I'm sorry if you're listening right now, Ryan. But I thought he was going to go up and do like gross fart jokes, but he's like a dad and he had like solid good jokes that weren't nasty. And I was like, damn, that's fucking great. 
So then again, I just went up and I'm like, I don't know, the way I'm at with stand up right now is that I'm completely free of any ambition. So it just allows me to do it. <laughs> and I'm getting better now because of it because I truly don't give a fuck and I don't even give a fuck that I'm getting better because it's like I had a guy come up to me after the show on both nights and be like you are I go to stand up all the time I'm a huge fan of stand up and you are the funniest person I've ever seen like I had two people tell me that this weekend and it's like uh, uh, and I've heard that uh, so much in my career and, I, and I'm at the point now where I'm like okay great like right on that's probably true for you but who gives a fuck? Like, that doesn't mean anything unless I'm, like, doing something with it. <laughs> so it's like, okay, so I'm the greatest comedian you've ever seen, and you're a fan of stand-up. And it's just like, uh, like, well, you remember my name even? <laughs> like, probably not. So, you know, it's the, it's the thing that I always talk about. The reoccurring theme on my podcast is that there is no legitimacy other than digital legitimacy. Um, so I don't even care about being the greatest comedian some guy named Adam saw, which Adam, if you're listening, I appreciate those kind words that do make me feel good, but I've been hearing them for a long time and the industry, I already got my shot with the industry, but they only give you fucking five to seven minutes and you got to pick your best three jokes. And if you didn't pick the right ones in the right order, then they're like, okay, moving on. Even though I am a long form standup comedian, who's probably going to be, you know, I'm better served as doing the actual job of stand-up than just being the little five, seven-minute guy, which, you know, there is an argument there to be made. Is like, well, why don't you learn how to do fucking five to seven minutes tight? And, well, and I do know how to do that. But isn't an accurate representation of, of the skill set that I have uh, and the portfolio of, you know, material available to me? I don't know. Probably not. Is that enough time to really do anything? Five, seven minutes? I guess it's enough time for a song, but... Anyways, I'm just making excuses now. I had a fucking great time at the Legion in Caledonia, um, and I did one month sober, okay? So we're at fucking 33 fucking days now. I said 90 when I was in, uh, in St. Catharines, but it's actually 30. So yeah, what's it been? Last Saturday, the 22nd. So 23, one week, two week. Uh, three week, four week. Oh, five weeks. Oh, I'm actually five weeks sober. Yeah, this is fucking awesome, man. And like, I don't even have, I was talking to Mink about it. Like, I don't have the desire to fucking like drink during the week anymore. It's sometimes it's hard on the weekend, like certain instances of like, you know, Court and I were out to dinner last weekend or a couple weekends ago at a pub and there was, it's just like, man, you just want a fucking beer here. Like, <laughs> you know, and, uh, but I did join a sobriety fucking group of comedians who are sober, like group chat. So just for a little accountability and all these guys like that are in the group, they, they fucked up their lives with alcohol. Like B Billy completely fucked his life up with liquor, Marito, Danny fucking knocking out entire families. <laughs> you know, so I'm with them. I'm in this so sobriety group of a bunch of guys who like really hit the fucking wall and they hit it hard. And I'm like, I'm not there. Like I didn't really quit drinking cause I had a horrible night. Oh, there we go. Now the fucking fire alarms are going off. So we got these new fucking fire alarms. Hang on, I'm gonna push the button here. They got the fucking light and everything too, eh? That's fine. We'll just turn that off. Got the old fire alarm going off here. The dinner bells are ringing. My wife must be in the kitchen. <laughs> She's gonna... Fuck you anyways. <laughs> my sorry, my wife's in the kitchen right now. <laughs> and I'm here and I'm here saying you don't even know it. Well maybe you should listen to the podcast then. 
Huh? Okay, she left. All right, she doesn't care. She's got to go burn our dinner. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was I talking about? I don't know. Fuck, I can't remember. I uh, Let's pause and go back. Oh, yeah, okay. So I'm in this group, this fucking sober comedians group now. And, uh, yeah, I'm with all these guys who fucking completely hit the wall. And I didn't quit drinking because I hit the wall. I just kind of... I kind of quit drinking because I like slowly like was like I had slowly like a lot of these guys like they just fucking went head first at 100 miles an hour into the wall. And for me, I just did like a slow beer run like right into the wall and like I didn't even smash into it. I just kind of cozied up next to the wall and I fucking built a lean to <laughs> and I just kind of was like resting there in the shade of my own fucking of my own uh, lack of ambition. So and I was talking to Mink about this. I had a phone call with Mink on the weekend and uh, we were just catching up and I, was <laughs> and I was telling him I was sober and he's like, yeah, how's it feeling? I'm like, man, I didn't realize like how like much Pilsner affected my shits. Because remember how I used to say I take three poops and then I get high? Well, no, not anymore. I, I take one poop and I'm not even regular anymore. So I used to be like clockwork. Like first thing I do when I wake up is like mash just a huge fucking loaf. <laughs> and then you know get the emergency shit out of the way and then you go and then you shit your rest through your poops and uh you know now that i'm like sober it's and like eating healthy and going to the gym and stuff it's like my poops are like tight like they're nice little tight they're not like a fucking avant-garde painting where i just splashed the paint <laughs> i took the brush and i just fucking flicked it at the canvas my anus of the ca porcelain canvas <laughs> There used to be some serious fucking cleanup. My shit was not tight. Literally. My shit was literally not tight. I had some loose movements. And it was all Pilsner related, man. I just thought I pooped like that. But I've been drinking beers, you know, for so long. Um, literally since I was like 15. And I was telling Mick it became like a part of my lifestyle. Like in high school, I was like the big party guy. Like, bro, like he fucking... I was like this beer warrior. Like I had beer records. Like, oh, he shotguns a sh cold shot in one second. And he shotguns 16 Mountain Crest in one night. And he shotgunned a 910 milliliter can of fucking Canadian in eight seconds. And these were all things I was like proud of. It's like, and that's, you know, it's partly due to the culture, the drinking culture in Alberta. And then, you know, you get FUBAR on top of that and Jackass. And there was just like this confluence of, and like skateboarding culture and like Hesh and being gnarly and just like, metal and all those things were like just the, the shit winds were blowing to to cause me to you know really have this you know i guess alcohol as a central defining feature of my personality um and that's not to say i was like i i you know i had a drinking problem i got no problem drinking at all uh, but it was just that, you know, I, I don't know. I just kind of fucking, I just was getting sick of it. Like just drinking beers for no fucking, just cause it's Friday or whatever, or just coming home and just cracking a beer for like no reason on a Monday. Like, and you know, just loading up with it, you know, an extra three to six to seven to 900 calories, you know, for no reason. And then, you know, alcohol is bad. It's a, it's bad for you, man. Like it fucks with your liver and your kidneys and like having my liver and my kidneys just essentially in overtime, like this whole month, they've, they've probably been like, they've been like bracing for the shit storm. They're like, okay, when the fuck is the liquor coming, buddy? Like, it's like, they, it's like I, they've had to hide. They're probably laying off <laughs> my liver and my kidney and probably had to lay off workers. 
Because they're like, I don't know, we used to be really busy, but like, you know, I guess we're just, we're in an economic downturn. <laughs> My body is, is uh, you know, reallocating the little workers to other shit. They're like, okay, like, I guess you got to go fucking work on the bicep now. You go make that bigger because he's not drinking right now. But there was definitely massive layoffs in my liver and my kidneys. <laughs> they fucking, they tried to form a union, but I busted their union. <laughs> I was like, no, those, they're going to steal your dues from you. I can't imagine anybody who would vote against being in a union. Like, why would you not want to make more money and have job security? Like, I don't understand that at all. And unions are the only fucking reason we have weekends. Like, people that are anti-union, it's like, okay, well, then go to fucking work on the weekend then if you're so anti-union, you know? Like, fucking, that, the reason why we have weekends and the 40-hour work week and Labor Day and shit like that is because of unions. Like, most workers were unionized in the early 1900s. Like, 70% of all fucking workers were, like, unionized. And then they slowly busted that down. And now it's coming back again because it's like, you know, we've come full circle now. And, and there's kind of, like, people are fucking, they're feeling desperate again. And there's this feeling of, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I talk about economics all the time, so we'll leave that for now. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, anyways, uh, feeling good. The liquor's going good. I'm at the gym now. I went to the gym this morning. I've been going most days, uh, at least three, four times a week and getting my pump back on. It's funny going to a gym and then you start clocking like gym people. You're like, ah, there's jacked old man and there's fucking pink hair girl and there's fucking Italian guy who's wearing a fucking umbro. <laughs> two Italian guys work out and it's so funny how these old Italian guys work out like they're dressed like what they wear in the gym is so funny it's like you got a sh fucking shirt with zippers and like chains and like pants and it's like these are what you don't look like you're at the gym right now bro but I <laughs> but I mean I guess it is like sweatsuits and shit so it is meant to be workout clothes but Italians have co-opted that look just for everyday streetwear and now you see a fucking like 55 year old Italian man dressed like <laughs> in the gym and he's like standing there with his fucking buddy Luca and fucking you know Chazzo or whatever the fuck or just and they only do dumbbell shit like they don't fuck around with no cables or none of this shit they just fucking lift the dumbbells <laughs> and the barbells and they just and they don't do it no fucking cardio never see these guys do no cardio and they and they're like they're like fat <laughs> like they got guts but they could lift heavy like you see these guys and you're like is that a fucking 80 pound dumbbell you're chest pressing right now like holy fuck dude but that's just the way they fucking i don't know just just the fucking way they are so uh so that was friday and saturday and then uh sunday bro boy bro bro, bro fuck my fucking my rain man on NFL fucking pro line gambling is nuts. You want to hear my ticket? Okay, this was just a little three game fucking parlay that I had. And uh, what are we at here? Okay, we got a fucking Cleveland Browns nine and a half, Detroit Lions a plus nine and a half, Detroit Lions plus three and a half, and Cincinnati Bengals minus five and a half. Bing bang fucking boom. There's your fucking winner right there, buddy. I'm gonna start. No, I'm not going to start doing my picks. I'm not going to tell you my fucking picks. I'm going to tell you because then I'll, you'll know when I lose. Now you only know when I win. So fucking Browns, 
uh, at the Bills, they're, I was like, they're, they're in the lead in the first fucking half of the game. And I'm like, sick, I'm a genius. And then the fucking Bills do what the Bills are going to do. And then they're up like fucking 30 to 16. And I'm like, God damn it. And then the fucking Browns come back and score in the last quarter for no reason. They score a touchdown other than but to help me win my bet. So I'm like, fuck yeah. Lions, I took them at three and a half. I thought they were going to win this game. Uh, they're in the zone right now. I don't know. Like, you just got to fucking go... Like the Giants, they were good in the beginning, but they started getting banged up and the Lions sucked in the beginning and now they're starting to fucking go. So you just kind of got to feel it. You're like, if everyone thinks and they're only giving the Lions three and a half over the Giants and they're on paper, the Giants are a better team with a much better record. I was like, dude, I think Detroit's going to fucking win this game. That's how I was making all that money off the Jets in the in the beginning part of this. Now the Jets fucking suck, right? So now you're like, okay, hey, you're going to be all three to 10 fucking game against the Patriots. Do you imagine that? The, the six and four... Fucking Jets versus the six and four Patriots get a fucking total score of 13 points in that game. And then, so Cincinnati Bengals at minus five and a half. I knew since he was going to win this game, I'm like, the fucking Steelers suck right now. They're at home. Those fans, they never, man, those Pittsburgh Steelers fans, are they, they're, it's not like Roger, it's not like the fucking Green Bay fans where they're like nine out of 10 times you go to a home game with the Packers, like they're going to, you're going to catch a huge dub. Man, Pittsburgh, they love fucking just getting, like, they love bombing there. Like, those fans don't get shit ever. And I was like, this is going to be another exact one of those games. Fucking Joe Burrow, man. He won the Heisman fucking trophy. And if you look at last year, this time last year, this is when the fucking Bengals turned it up, too. And they had a sick run last year, too. I was like, this is exactly what's going to happen. Sure enough, Bengals are up fucking 35 to 23. And I'm like, okay, I already won this bet. And then... Steelers come back somehow and they score another touchdown to make it 37 to fucking 30 or sorry, 30. It was 37 to like whatever, 23. And I'm like, yeah, this and but then I, they gave me a little bit of a scare, but that's why I took the five and a half man, because I'm like, they're going to fucking win by a touchdown for sure. And eventually, and uh, obviously they did win by a touchdown, but it was 37 to 30. So I like came in pretty fucking close one more field goal and I would have been fucked. Uh, so yeah, that was my big fucking gamble. And then I took a little cash and I put it on. Chiefs to cover seven. I don't know why I took that high. I, I, I like Sunday night chargers are good. I should have known that the chiefs fucking defense has always historically been garbage and they just need fucking not garbage, but they always give up at least like 25, 30 points. But the thing is when you got Patrick fucking Mahomes and it's fucking, and, uh, what's his name? I was going to call him Gronk Kelsey. He's like, it's like Mahomes to Kelsey is the new Brady to Gronk. And fucking Kelsey, you see him marching on the touchdown. He's like giving the little fucking gun show. And he like just dances into the end zone. You're like, this guy is a beauty, man. Like this guy's a fucking legend. And uh, so, yeah, but when you got Mahomes to Kelsey on your team, you're like, yeah, we can give up 30 points and still win this fucking game. So anyways, good a day of football gambling for me. And uh, I kept my um, I kept my job at the guitar store. I did a shift on Sunday. I don't know why. I'm a fucking radio host. I'm a stand-up comedian. I don't need to work a retail job uh, for any reason. I don't need another job. I already got two fucking jobs. But I just can't. I can't not. I don't know. I was thinking about this. I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, you're not making that good of money. You're not making really any good money at all doing this. Like, why are you doing this? And I just got there and I was like, I just fucking like it. Like, I just like selling guitars. I just like being around guitars. I like being around musicians and it helps me keep that foot in that world of musicians. 
And uh, yes, but when you, <laughs> you know, it's great about working a job that you like are like, uh, like don't aren't dependent on for your survival. You're literally like free. You're like, I'm just here because I want to be here. And like, then you're like, then work's fun. And you're like, I'm not even counting. I don't know what time it is. Who gives a fuck what time it is? I'm here because I just want to hang out at this guitar store and get paid and talk to musicians about fucking minor ninth chords. And like, who else can I talk to about that except for these guys? So it was good. So I, I don't know. I'm going to probably do like one a month, I'd say. Just, you know, just check in, see what's good. Fucking see if there's any deals going around, any... Any of the Long McQuaid's in the country? Oh, I'm so good at not saying, well, whatever. You know what guitar store I work at. Um, so, yeah. So, there it is. Uh, oh. Is that all I wanted to say? Yes. Okay. Promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our Patreons. Uh, would you like access to bonus content? I'm posting a new guitar lesson uh, soon. Uh, we got a request, so I'm going to do that. Would you like access to bonus content, like behind the scenes, uh, interviews with famous stand-up comedians that I don't put on YouTube who have won Junos and have specials on Crave and Netflix, uh, and also an individualized, personalized shout-out on every single podcast? Then you can be like these fine folks. Alicia Nairnigle, uh, James, New Guy Mark, Tony Smog, Patrick, Nick, and Mac Bubba, Marnus, Street Demon, our number one fan, Joel, and in the motherfucking Hall of Fame, call out Andre Blair and Taryn, say they name, what up, Wanam, hi, Kevin and Joyce, hello, Mink. Also, promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our sponsor, KingTutsCannabis.com. I hope that you smoke dope. I hope that you smoke dope. That's a, <laughs> ZZ Kittles, Indica. Uh, 28 grams for 119, regular 149. Look at that, Docs Rocks back in stock. Wow, they got lots of rhyming shit over here. So these are 7-gram Doc Rocks Flower Hash Oil Keef Indica Quadruple A. So if you don't know what these are, they're like essentially nugs of weed that they've like breaded in more weed. <laughs> I don't know how you're fucking supposed to smoke these. But if you do, you will get fucked up. So you get 7 grams of Doc's Rocks for is on sale for $84.15. And use my promo code DREW, D-R-E-W, to get an extra 10% off your order at checkout. Go to kingtutscannabis.com. Use the promo code DREW for 10% off your order at checkout. kingtutscannabis.com. Smoke like an Egyptian. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm happy I've been doing these half-hour podcasts, actually. That's nice. Give you a little extra juice since uh, we retired the Thursday show for the most part. Okay, let's do a little fucking dad rock and then get the fuck out of here. Okay, we're, we're back on the strat. Oh, back on the strat. So I just took a, picked an easy Pink Floyd.
right, that's good enough. I got something for you right here. It's a little fucking bonus. You fucking... I got it for you. You don't like it? No, I don't give a fuck. Because it's yours. And it's a bonus.